This doesn't happen very often with me anymore. It used to kind of be a common occurrence, but it's not happened to me very often in the last few years. But um, I was, title of my message as it was last Sunday, title of the message is, and they overcame, and they overcame. And um, I had, I was going to spend some time in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 looking at the seven churches, at the letters that John wrote from his, his vision from Jesus and, and the letters that he wrote to the churches. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that next week because God just, during worship, especially in that last song, he just said, no, we're not ready for that. We'll do that next week. We're not ready for that. So, you know, I'll double prepared next week for the message I have. So <clears throat> I want to follow with this because it's been, this has been really strong on me all week and I, uh, and, and it's just been something actually this whole year <clears throat> that God in, in a, a number of different ways has been speaking to me. And so I want to I want to f- just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit on this. Um, <clears throat> I want to I want to look at First John, chapter four, and I want to talk about a couple things. Um, well, I'm just going to read First John chapter four and verse one. <clears throat> Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, anybody, anybody could take this passage of Scripture and say that the next person is in error. You could take that and say, I'm right and you're wrong. Well, that's not what I'm saying today. Um. The Word of God is of personal interpretation. You 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 can you I could set a panel of of five or ten people that are sitting here today. You could come and sit up here, and we could take different passages of scripture and I could ask you what is your personal interpretation of this passage of scripture, and you would tell me. And if we had 10 people sitting up here, I would say that, you know, maybe, maybe two or three of the 10 would be similar, others would be kind of close, and then others would be, you know, ha- have a different interpretation of some passage of Scripture. Because 
for whatever reason, we have personal interpretation. I, I would say that probably, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong about this, but I would say that most people's personal interpretation is, comes out of default, out of the lack of studying the Word and knowing what the Word of God really says. You ever heard someone quote a supposed scripture and say, well, you know, God said this, and funny, I can't find it from Genesis to Revelation, but, you know, I guess it's in there somewhere. But it was, in, it was a quote that they heard someone else say that, that probably that person heard someone else say, and then they tried to make it a scripture, and it sounds like a scripture, but it's not a scripture. You know, it's, it's, it's not truth. And it's kind of twisted to say what that person wants it to say so that they may feel better about themselves. And I'm, this isn't a message about being down on anybody. But <clears throat> the them in 1 John 4, in those first six verses, talks about them and them and them and them. <clears throat> and them have to do with the devil himself and all of the fallen angels from heaven. The Bible's clear about the fact that over 6,000 years ago, however, whatever the time frame was when this happened, Lucifer, the archangel, was kicked out of heaven and a third of the angels because of their takeover spirit. They tried to take over heaven thinking that they could and they were all cast out of, out of heaven. And again, you could say that this is a personal interpretation, but I, can sh I, can, I don't have the time today, but we, we've taught on this many times, and we can go through Genesis, from Genesis to Revelation and find in Scripture that talks about these fallen angels, which are demon spirits. Um, <clears throat> the, there's a lot of interpretation of the Word of God and the nature of God and who God is in, in, on planet earth today. A lot of people think that when something bad happens in the earth, that a lot of times the bad thing that happens was an act of God, like a hurricane or, a, or an earthquake or something, and, and buildings fell. And I mean, we've seen in our lifetime a, a numbers of hurricane and, and earthquakes where thousands and hundreds of thousands of people have been, have been destroyed in just a matter of seconds because of things happening. No. And in many cases, people write off what happened as an act of God. Well, um, <clears throat> the God that I serve, that I see in this book right here, never hurt any innocent person. So, if God could stop that, then God would. People say, well, God can do anything. I, I agree, God can do anything. But <clears throat> there are clearly certain things that God is limited in doing because of his word. Psalm 115 says, The earth and the heavens are the Lord, the, the heavens of the earth are the Lord's, and, and so is the earth. But in the earth, he's given authority to the sons of men. So we were created in his image. Now we have the opportunity to be born again and be connected to God with the person of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. 
We have the ability to hear his voice and do the things that he says. And when we do what he says, and we believe what he says will come to pass, then we'll have the things that we do and say. And and it's very clear in the word. But there are certain things that God can't stop because he said so in his word. Because authority in the earth now, he's given to the sons of men. He gave it to Adam. Adam gave it to Satan. And for 4,000 years, humanity was under this bondage in the earth. Jesus Christ came over 2,000 years ago, and what he accomplished was reconnection spiritually, this reconnection with God, so that in the earth we could operate in dominion and authority. Now, and, and again... You know, there's people's interpretation of this that don't, we, we don't agree. And I'm not saying what I'm saying today to, to, you know, to step on anybody's toes on purpose. But what I'm saying today needs to be said. It needs to be declared. These kind of things need to be put out there because people need to understand. You and I need to understand. And then our lives need to be busy making disciples of these truths. Because the last... The last thing Jesus said on the earth was, go and make disciples and then remind them of everything I said. Well, this is everything that he said that we need to know about. And this, we've been commissioned to remind everybody we know of what he said. That's how you make disciples. So, disciple making is not controlling the lives of other people, but it's changing their thinking. Because... Last week we read out of 1 John 3 where it says, the Son of God was manifested for one purpose and that was to destroy the works of the devil. Right? We read in Hebrews 2, you can go back there and look at it, we're not going to look at it again right now, but in Hebrews 2, it, it, it reveals to us that he that had the power of death, that is the devil, Jesus annihilated and removed the power of death that he had so that those of us that were in bondage could be liberated and walk in the light. That's what he produced, okay? So, if the devil has no power, then what's the deal? If the devil has no power, what is the deal? Why does it seem like, in the earth, that evil is getting away with all kinds of stuff? That evil is winning? Why why do we look around planet earth and it looks like that evil is, is conquering? If authority has been given to the sons of men, what I've come to the realization is the buck stops with me. Well, well, but God's in charge, not of this mess, not the God I serve. He's not in charge of the mess that planet Earth looks like today. What we see in planet Earth, all the destruction, all the death, all the poverty, all the starvation, all all the things... My God that lives on the inside of me, that has empowered me to have dominion and authority in the earth, is not in charge of this mess. If he was in charge, everything would be perfect. That's how God intended for planet earth to be when he gave the authority to Adam. Adam, out of fear, gave up what he already had when the enemy tried to convince him that there was something else in that tree. Oh, there's something else there. And out of fear, tried to convince him that he didn't have it all, but he already had it all. And he gave it away. Right? And the only ability that the enemy has today is deception. 
and getting us to believe, getting you and I to believe that what God has promised in his word, he's not able to do for you. I'm going to say that again, just like this. It's not, you, you can talk to a lot of people and, and you can ask someone that if the Bible says this, do you believe that God can do that? Oh yeah, I believe God can do that. But do you believe it will work for you? See, where the enemy gets us is where he, through circumstances and through issues and through lies and through voices coming and telling us that certain things are true, he tries overtime, and he's very faithful, and he works overtime to convince you and I that what you see that doesn't line up with this is more real than what this says is true. He works overtime. And he's got those third of fallen angels. It's no more than a third. Whatever, whatever that amount was in the beginning, it's still the same third because they've not mass-produced. So it's the same third in their demon spirits and the devil himself because he can't be at the same place at all. He's not omnipresent, in other words, like God is. So he's got to use these demon spirits to come to you and try to convince you of these truths. So the deal is the thinking. And the them that he's talking about, these anti-anointed spirits that are liars and cheaters and, and, and they ravage people's lives and they ravage people's finances and they ravage people's health, these lying demonic spirits, I'm telling you today, are defeated in your life. Come on, give God praise today. Man, they are defeated because the Bible says so. I don't care whether you feel like things are defeated. I don't care whether you feel like you'll never be able to overcome something. When it seems like it's impossible, that's when God's strength gets on you and overpowers you. See, when I'm weak, then is he strong? And there's, a, there's an absolute truth in that. But I want to say this a little bit, a little bit farther. Um, okay, so... Look at your neighbor and say, don't take this wrong. Okay? Because I don't have a lot of time. I'm wasting time right now. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of time to explain myself where this is concerned. But just listen to me. Follow with me in this. Okay? All right. Just go look at these verses. Matthew 6. And just read in there verses... Uh, like 18, 19, 20, 21 tw through 24, somewhere in there. 18 through 24. Just go read in there. But there's one verse in there, I'm not exactly sure, I think it's 22 maybe. And it says this. If the light that is in you is darkened, and he's talking about your conscience. If the light that is in you is darkened, the question is, how deep is the darkness? Sounds really bad. But it's everybody. Because everybody has a form of darkness because the scripture says that the light that we have is becoming brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter to the full day. That means it's exposing, it's exposing, it's exposing a little at a time and we're increasing. See, because if we just went from nothing to 100%, why would we need the source of the light? Because then we, get, then we become like Lucifer and begin to think it's about us. See, so 
All your days on planet earth, the light of the word is here to expose darkness and allow more and more and more light so that you can see clearly, right? It's almost like taking, if these were 3D glasses, it's almost like taking these and seeing, you know, you ever tried to watch a movie in 3D without the glasses? It don't work. And then you put the glass, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that, that's what happens with you and I when, when, when an area of darkness becomes enlightened. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, right. Oh, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? I, I, I've been focused on that for years. How did I miss that? It's because of demon influence. Now, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a message about focusing on how big demons are. They're nothing. They're defeated. But the Bible says, give the devil no opportunity in place. And to do that, you have to expose where he has a foothold that he doesn't even, he, he even have the right to be there. He's illegally in our lives trying to convince us of things that are not, that are not true. See? And, and the deal is this. Remember... You told your neighbor you're not going to take this wrong. The deal is, everybody has darkness. Well, it's my neighbor. They're dark. (laughs) Your battle is not flesh and blood. It's not your neighbor. It's not your boss. It's not your coworker. It's not this person, that person, not somebody at church. It's not, not, not me. Listen to me. Listen. People are not your problem. Okay? The problem is the devil's access into our life, and 99.9% of the time, the access happened, okay, because he's a bully, when we were little kids, and things, traumatic things happened in our life, and you, it can be things that you think are not that traumatic, but it was traumatic enough where they get a foothold and get a thought in there for you to think a certain way. I can tell you, because of walking this out of my life, I can tell you of probably, on the low side, I'll say 15 different things and mindsets that I had as a child that as I grew up and grew into adulthood, I came into adulthood with those mindsets, thinking specific things about myself and and something that got lodged in there. What wasn't necessarily what my parents told me, but it was people in authority that said certain things that were very hurtful. I had this loser mentality that I was going to be a loser, that I would never amount to anything. And, and I relate it back to two instances of people in my life that had influence and just said those things. And for some reason, you know, when you're five or six years old, you just kind of latch on to something like that. And you get these thoughts and you start thinking of yourself as, as that. Let's just say being a loser. And you think of yourself as a loser, and that's not the way God created you. And, and that, that's not necessarily how other people view you, but if you think that, perception is reality. That's why there's so many different interpretations of the word. What I'm telling you today, you've got to find this out for yourself. You've got to believe that what I'm telling you is true. So these demon spirits work overtime and look for opportune times to really press buttons 
especially like, let's say, you have loser mentality, and now you're, you're at a point when uh, um, you've got a career change to make, or, or let's say you're 18 years old, and you're deciding where you're going to go to college, and all of a sudden this thought comes and says, well, you know, I'd really like to go to Duke, but probably I'll just end up at a junior college. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm using this as an example. Wherever you went to college, you know, love it, okay? I'm just saying, you know, Duke is, you know, higher academically and, and, and there's more prestige, let's say, with that college than there is uh, where I first went to college at Midland Junior College in West Texas, you know? And, uh, but but it, it really doesn't matter, but if you think you can't go to Duke, because of that loser mentality, then that's got to change, and those demons are going to work overtime to convince you that you'll, you can't do that. And then if you can't go to Duke, and just follow my pattern here, if you can't go to Duke, then you can't get this job, and if you can't get this job, then you can't make this kind of money, and if you can't make this kind of money, you can't accomplish these kind of things, and it hit, he'll follow you wherever you go because of those thoughts. See, he has no power to keep you from going to Duke. Let's say that that was the spiritual thing to do, and, and that was what God was challenging you. He, he has no power to keep you there except through your thought life. And he took that opportunity at five years old to make sure that that guy in your life, what he said to you and over you, was going to control your thought pattern to keep you from going to Duke and shut your destiny down and keep God from being able to do what God wants to do in your life. Do thoughts have that kind of power? <sighs> Bible is absolutely 100% clear. Starts with the thought that goes to words. And life and death, for me, whether I'm successful or defeated, is in the power of what I say. Based on the darkness in my soul. And how much... I'm destroying that and giving it no place. So, what has to happen, and I want to read this, I want to go to 1 John 5 and read this. Actually, go to 1 John 5, 1. So what happens is, all right, and I'm fast-forwarding a lot, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this again next week when we look at these letters to the seven churches and some things that, that I want to really drive home in the overcoming part of these letters. There are, certain, there are certain fruits and rewards to those that overcome that is not just for a handful of people. You know how many times that I've had people tell me when I've preached a message about overcoming, well, you're, you're talking about people that overcome. You're not talking about me. That's darkness. See, that's a lie because God created everybody the same and he's no respecter of person. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what color of skin you have, what continent you were raised in. It doesn't matter. What matters is, what matters is, is that we embrace the truth of what he's telling us. That we embrace the truth, the truth of what he's saying to me, right? So these demon spirits are convincing me that I can't do this so what has to happen is my mind has to be renewed, number one, with the word and me seeing it for myself. It has to be renewed with confessions out of my mouth. And then it has to be renewed with me following through and allowing my actions 
to step out and do things by faith that I would never do in the natural. Oh, I would never speak in front of people. God may require you. Oh, I would never sing in front of somebody. God may require that. Oh, I'd never do this thing or that thing. or what, Whatever would be a difficult thing and fear would say, there's no way you can do it. That fear is not of God. How, how do I know that? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power and love and that of a sound and a well-balanced mind. But see, that has to become a part of you. It's got to be like an oil that goes over your mind and your soul and just saturates your soul so that you believe that instead of what was interjected in your life at whatever years old or whenever it was injected that you embraced it well birdie you're going to be a loser you'll never amount to anything i guess i'll never amount to anything i don't know if i said that at five years old but somehow i embraced it because as i grew up that's what i thought and at 18 years old when i got born again you know what happened (laughs) that didn't change Just because I got born of the Spirit of God, that didn't change in my mind. For 35 plus years, I have been working and making sure that that thing never crops its head up again. You know why? I'm a winner. And you know how I know it? Because every day for the last 35 years, I've said this. I am in Christ. Old things are passed away, and behold, everything is brand new now. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, if you're going to say something, you better be speaking this or your thoughts will never change. And if your thoughts don't change, then your words don't change and your perception doesn't change. And as a man perceives something, it's reality to him. Huh? You can be victorious and be standing to somebody that's defeated and you can tell them how victorious they are and encourage them. I can minister this to you today and tell you and ex- because what we're doing right now, and we're going to pray in a moment. We're exposing the deeds of darkness. In other words, we're causing the heads of the demon spirits to arise, and we're going to cut their heads off. Let's do it. Yeah! The Bible talks about cutting all kinds. I mean, you know, can you think of, can you think of David dragging Goliath's head? <clears throat> this bloody old head, and he's dragging it, you know, and he, boom, throws it up there and shows King Saul, this is what we did. You think of how gory that was? Well, you know, we might as well see ourselves with two-edged swords that are sharper than any other sword on planet Earth. And, and, and we're here to cut the heads and off those demon spirits who have been lying to us for years, telling us things that are not true. Amen? I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. That's an absolute truth. That's an absolute truth from God's Word that cannot be denied unless I don't do anything with it. If God be for me, who can be against me? What's the answer to that? Hmm? When when, when you look in Hebrews 13 at that verse of Scripture, there's a question mark after that. It's asking a question. If God be for you, who can be against you? Question. You and I are created day to day to answer that question. Nobody. Nobody. No demon, no devil in hell, no person, okay? Now, look at your neighbor again and say, don't take this wrong, okay? But here's here's the thing. (laughs) 
Okay, I gotta say this right. Okay, I gotta explain this. You realize that everybody has pockets of darkness in their soul, okay? And the devil operates out of and through darkness, right? So the devil is looking, see, if he, if he doesn't use a physical body that's breathing, he has no power at all. So he has to use people. So what he's banking on is people's darkness stays there. So the deal is this. The people closest to you, okay, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But the people closest to you, not consciously, okay, but because of darkness in their soul, can be used by demon spirits to affect you. Okay, let that soak in. And now I'm going to say this. So, if that's happening, what it's challenging you to do is to walk in love. Yeah, we want to take them out. No. See, because we've been empowered to walk, and we've been talking about this this year, we've been empowered to walk in the love of God, to be kind in unkind situations. What does it profit you to be kind to somebody that's kind to you? It's easy. It takes faith to be kind to someone that was unkind to you. Now, Here's something even farther in that, okay? And, and I'm telling you this because if you'll really stop and think about it and look around, some of your major issues in life are the people with the people that are closest to you. Here's, here's the thing, and I'm taking this just a little bit farther. Now listen to me. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that people are consciously doing things to be ugly to you. You may think they are, okay? But I think in most situations they're not. Because this is a spiritual thing that's going on. It's a spiritual battle. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Those four classes of demonic spirits that work against us is where the whole battle is. So, my wife is never unkind to me. I'm just using this as an example. And she's really not. Okay? But let's say that Let's, I, this is just total hypothetical story here, okay? Total, all right? But just, just think about this, okay? Let's just say that at five years old, something happened to her that she was in real fear about, let's just say, okay? So we get married and we go along, Everything's fine, and then just one day, all of a sudden, she reacts to something that I do. And I'm going, what the, whatever. You know, what was that about, or what was that, where did that come from, or what, why, why did she act like that? So now, I'm focused on what she did to me, instead of walking in love and looking beyond. See, love doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. See, now, not only 
See, see, see we, you know, we can hear a message like this, yeah, we're coming against the devil, and yeah, but what about the people closest to you, and we got these issues and situations that get between us, and yet we're going to fight devils out here, but the devil's got his way right here. So, me being spiritual, according to either Galatians or Ephesians 6, me being spiritual, I'm here to rise up and help restore her and find out where that reaction came from. You know, like, we're not necessarily going to spend a couple hours and figure out that she was hurt at five years old kind of a deal. I'm not, I'm not saying that all of those things come, but... The Spirit of God will reveal amazing things to why situations happen. Because if we can stop that, we can stop the access of the enemy in our home. See, because the, the devil only has authority in my home that I give him. He only has authority in relationships that I give him. And, and the truth be told, sometimes we spend more time focused on relationships they matter but what does it matter if Dale and I are in agreement and my wife and I are in strife and division all the time and in turmoil about all kinds of I mean not that this relationship doesn't matter but if that's no good this won't end up being any good either nothing will the things that are closest the people that are closest to us it's vital that those things get worked out you see what I'm saying today so the pockets of darkness that are in people that are closest to you, the enemy is going to use the most to try to keep you stirred up. And because you can't take them out, not that you'd want to, but you know, but because it's not God's will for you to separate or if you're talking marriage or whatever, to divorce, and it's not God's will, that's not God's best. Things like things happen in life, but that's not his best. His best is for you to learn to rise up in the anointing of God, being able to hear the voice of the Spirit of God, and to be able to overcome in that situation day to day. It's not a one-time thing, it's a day-to-day thing. It's a development every day of working out things in you. And what happens is when I'm, when I'm focusing on myself and what I can do to help that situation out, now I'm not focused on her. But I'll be focused on her in a way that I'll help her get to the root of wherever that fear reaction came from or whatever it was that happened, you see? So now we're in this thing to help each other instead of being focused on, well, why'd she do this or why'd he do this? See, that's what keeps division and strife. And that's what the devil and his demons work overtime, keeping things stirred up within us. Amen? Look at this verse. 1 John 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Who believes that today? I mean, if you, if you believe you're born of God, shout amen. amen. Okay. So, if you don't, we'll give you opportunity to receive him at the end of the service. But whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Okay, so whoever believes that is born of God. Verse 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Chapter 4, where we just read, and verse 6, 
We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Or one translation says the spirit of the world. So there's the spirit that's from God or the thinking that's from God, the way of doing from God. And then there's the spirit of the way of thinking of the world. And they're two opposites and there's no gray area. You either think like God and operate with God or you think like the world system where devil and demons are. And they work overtime to keep that system flourishing and those thought processes flourishing so that people are blaming God, misunderstanding God, not being able to perceive God, not understanding God, and not realizing what their part is in this whole situation. You and I have a part. We have a part to play here. Amen? And i just tell you right now, the devil can't have anything in me except I give it to him. i, I tell you this story. Anybody like stories? Yeah. Put your hands up. No. There's only two. <laughs> I'm sure the rest of you just didn't want to raise your hand. Um, so here's a story. This, is, this happened years ago. person's not around and actually don't even know where they are. But this guy came into my office one day, probably 15 more or more years ago. The guy came into my office and he said, Pastor, I don't know what happened. But last night, I found myself in an adulterous situation. I said, he, I mean, just point blank, he said, I found myself in bed with another woman, and he was married. He said, I don't know what happened. And I said, I do. I said, you went, and you chose, and you did it. And here's, here's the thing about the devil in the same way, because that was devil and demon-induced. But they can only tempt me as much as I'll allow them to tempt me. You will never, ever, ever, ever find me in bed with another woman. Ever. Now, Pastor, you shouldn't be talking like that. I'm not saying it in pride. I'm talking about what I know. And, and why would I give the devil the opportunity to humiliate me, my family, dishonor my wife, this church body, and everything else because of something he tries to convince me is true that's not true? been there, been there and done it, not the adulterous part. I said, been there, done it with the thoughts and the things that the enemy brings because he comes to everybody, but he will not win where that's concerned. But listen, if he won't win there, then that carries over into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. How did the guy find himself there? Because he gave into it. See, he hadn't been renewing his mind and reminding himself who he was who his wife was, spending time developing a relationship with his wife instead of meditating on other thoughts. Well, that's one definite area that has to be worked on, especially where men are concerned. But it's that way in every area. Those thoughts that the enemy brings, he'll try to convince us that we're not who he says he is. We're not who God says we are. 
Because he said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world is our faith in the fact that he overcame. He who is he he who, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. If you're born of God, then you are spiritually an overcomer. And for that spiritual overcoming position that Jesus paid for with his body and with his blood and with his sacrifice and with his commitment to lay his life down for you and I, with that commitment and with that sacrifice, he made us overcomers. Now what we have to do is we have to learn to take the position he's put us in and apply that to our day-to-day thinking so that we can overcome and we can overcome and we can overcome and overcome by our faith in the fact that he overcame. Not faith in my faith. I'll tell you right now, I'll come up short. But when my faith is constantly on him, He's the mark, and he raises the bar, and everything he raises, I keep moving towards instead of moving back from. See, every day of my life, when I wake up, every morning, what's out of my mouth? Yesterday's passed away. Behold, today is a new day. It's a great day. It's the day God has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And old things and mindsets are passed away, and I'm ready for new mindsets and new ideas and a new attitude today. And I'm choosing to be kind when unkind situations find themselves right before me. When somebody cuts me off in traffic, instead of doing something that I used to do, I'm going to just, ah, bless them. Just back up. Take your foot off the accelerator, you know. Even though, you're, even though your foot's going, and you don't have to drive up next to him and give him a dirty look and all those kind of, you don't have to do anything. Just, ah, bless him, God. You're in more of a hurry than I am. And you may be late. What does that going to do for your day to be in strife and be mad at somebody you don't even know? Cursing them and, you know, I hope you run off the side of a cliff. <laughs> I mean, everybody's laughing because we've all been upset at times. I mean, you know. That's why I don't carry a gun in my car. <laughs> Used to slide it under there. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. Just protecting myself, you know what I'm saying? It's not the other person. I'm protecting myself. Being Alcatraz. Anyway. Right? We can do this thing. So... I want you to just close your eyes for a moment because I want to hear God on this. What what, what I want to pray over you right now. And if you can say, I mean, come on, everybody in here, okay, we're all on the same boat, we're on the same ship, moving in the same direction, and everybody's got issues, and everybody's got pockets of darkness and thinking and attitudes and stuff that needs to be worked out in their life. Everybody does. I don't care who you are or what you're up against. But I'm declaring today that those pockets of darkness are being exposed. The lies of the enemy are being exposed today. And the heads of the enemy, in other words, where you can see what is really going on is happening. And with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you're severing. You're severing the heads and the thinking of those demonic spirits trying to lie to you and tell you that things are so when they're not so what God's word says is so. So today, 
I'm declaring this over each and every person, that greater is he that's in you than those anti-anointed spirits that are in the world. I say today by the Spirit of God that you can do all things through Christ who is your strength. He has strengthened you and is strengthening you and you can do this. I say that today. I declare today that if God is for you that nobody can be against you, not anybody. Not anybody, no devil or demon in hell can be against your life today. So I declare that you have the ability, according to Proverbs 3, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, to not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, you're acknowledging God, and He is making your paths clear and straight. Why? Because today, old things are passed away, and everything is brand new. Lord, I just pray for a cleansing of their soul even now just because of your word that has been preached today. Lord, you gave me this to say specifically this way today. You, you, you sent me in this direction. And I thank you even now for a cleansing of the soul of every person at the sound of my voice. That their minds be renewed and refreshed today. And that they have insight and understanding in how to walk it out with an unkind situation or unforgiveness or bitterness or stuff that they've held towards other people, people that push their buttons, that we don't just, that they not just focus on the easy things, but take the challenges of overcoming difficult situations with people. And I thank you, Lord, that you're proving to them that you are their strength. You said, finally, be strong in you and in the power and the strength of your might. And I thank you for that arising on the inside of every person at the sound of my voice. Today, Lord, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. And I declare by the Spirit of the living God that Jesus Christ truly is Lord and that the devil is defeated and all of his demons. That every lie cast down and have no authority over the thought life of every person and every stronghold that's been in, in, in any of our souls today, every stronghold of the enemy that has lodged in our soul in times past, as I said earlier, those are being exposed, they're being cut off, they're being stopped and replaced with true anointed thoughts from God's Word that are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Father, we give you the praise today. We give you all of the glory. And everybody said today, amen and amen. Come on, give God praise today. Glory to God. Praise God in the name of Jesus. Look at this verse as we end today. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 10 and Romans chapter 12. Just remember this. back and read this today. I beseech you therefore, brethren, verse 1, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world or the world's way of thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that your life may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Go meditate on that. 
Spend some time thinking about not being conformed. Don't allow yourself to stay conformed to the world's way of thinking or mindsets. And actually, the the Amplified says, do not be conformed to this age or fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude. Amen? New ideals and new attitude. Say this with me. I say, today, I have a new attitude, a fresh attitude, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Okay, now hear me. Don't be holding anybody else accountable to a new, fresh idea, a new attitude. You have a fresh attitude, okay? Don't hold anybody else accountable. Did you hear, Pastor? No, no, that's not your job. That's your job. Be refreshed in the spirit of truth today. Amen.